Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Well, here we are. It is the first podcast that we've conducted in the year 2018 and clearly I should be apologizing for being a little remiss in my responsibilities in putting these shows out. I was so good at it for five years consecutively putting on a show every week and then I turned 65 and the whole thing went to shit. So um, the good news is I have some great ladies on the show with me today. I'm going to start 2018 with great ladies, which I think will be fun. And my new wing gal, it won't be wing man, it's going to be a wing gal. We've decided to go with a wing gal in 2018, is Zoe Sir That was such a great pronunciation of it. It's going to be very difficult to reproduce that, but I'm going to try. I'm going to play this video back or this audio back later and try to nail that. So I'm going to keep wearing you out with that until one day you finally share with me how to pronounce your last name. And then I am very pleased to bring to the show, first show of the year, Miss Faye Stenning, OCR athlete extraordinaire. Say hello, Faye. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me, Richard. So glad to have you. I feel like you're like my sister now. I've had you around me for so long the last couple days. I know. I uh, Yeah, I know. It's been hard. Um, I'm having a little bit of a separation anxiety from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anybody that's been paying attention to the, the things we do, you know that this past weekend we put on what we referred to as the Super OCR Clinic or OCR Super Clinic, whatever, something like that. And I invited uh, Yancey Culp from Yancey Camp to come out and shoulder up with me and give us a hand and uh, add some of his flavor to the whole thing. And we added a day, and it was just an amazing, amazing weekend. Was it not, girls? It was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. It yeah. just, you know what, it was just what I needed just being around the off season is hard because everyone's sort of separated doing their own thing. You're not really with the community and it can get kind of hard to just sort of push through and train without seeing all these like motivating fun people. So it was just an inspiring uh, weekend. And I came back to San Diego last night and just feeling like excited again to, to get to work. So uh, very motivating and inspirational weekend. Cool. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, truth be told, just before we got started here, you and I were kind of kicking around what we're going to talk about. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, it's Faye, so she probably wants to talk about the season and da-da-da-da-da. And I thought it was interesting that you almost felt compelled to discuss what we discussed over the weekend and how you felt that a lot more OCR athletes should kind of get their heads wrapped around this kind of approach can you just kind of share what your thoughts were on that respect and uh, let people know what you were thinking? 
Yeah, so OCR, since it's kind of like a, a new sport, um, a lot of people are just kind of kind of just doing everything because there's so many components to it and they're they're just working their their butts off and forgetting about recovery and forgetting about how sort of a traditional periodization w- would work for any sort of um, professional or elite athlete. And um, I think with from Richard's clinic, what he really honed in on is, you know, first getting your running mechanics um, perfect and, and as close to perfect as they can, and then adding on the volume. Um, a lot of people are, are doing the reverse. They're, you know, adding on all this volume and then fixing the running mechanics. And um, yeah, it's just, it's caused a lot of problems. It was, I was feeling sorry for myself going to this clinic because I was, I was a little bit hurt, but I was looking around and I'm like, man, there's a lot of people with these nagging injuries. And, and I just, I don't think it, it needs to be like that. I think that, um, through learning proper running tech technique and some of the stuff that we learn at Richard's clinic, that this could, this could just really help, um, the athletes like longevities in the careers and, um, yeah, just to be able to race, maybe not weekend after weekend after weekend, but have some sort of a plan um, in the season that's going to make sense and that you're not going to be frustrated, um, you know, um, having to walk the last few miles or having to um, just just fight injury all season. So Yeah, I'm with you. And Zoe's sitting there biting <laughs> her tongue the whole time because she, <laughs> she's been sidelined for about 45 years with her injury. Yeah, I was like, I can attest to all of this because when I first got into OCR four years ago, that's exactly what I did. I just went balls to the wall that first year and ended up injuring myself. And I wish I would have known to recover properly and get my running mechanics down and not just fully throw myself in there and actually be smart about it. And I wouldn't be, you know, dealing with an injury still three years later. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah, the irony of it is, is that. I never approached this with the idea of putting out these fires, you know, where I get a lot of people come to me that they're jacked up. And that's why they're, they're, I mean, the the prime motivator for them to come and see me is that they're really frustrated with the injuries they're facing and they don't really know what to do about it. And, you know, what they typically will do is rest a little bit. And then after they've rested, go right back after whatever they were doing that was causing the problem to begin with. And then they're right back into that vicious cycle. And it's just really hard to, to help people to understand that uh, you don't want to live with all these treatments. You know, you're going to see your chiropractor, you're having to go see your masseuse, you got a deep tissue person or whomever you got to see, you're buying the foam roller, you got all this stuff you're doing to try to keep things patched. And the truth of the matter is, is that you're making such grave mistakes in the way you're moving to begin with that all these injuries you're facing come back. And I want to get onto the business of performance. I don't want to talk to people about injuries. I think it's crap to have to talk about injuries all the time. I want to see, get them them out of that cycle of pain and get them into a place where they're getting a chance to perform optimally, where they can put on the volume, they can take the work, uh, they can really start focusing on the intensity how much intensity to take, when to take it, and get onto the periodization that we were that you kind of alluded to, Faye. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for Zoe to get to a place where she's <laughs> a little closer to get her on board. I mean, we had a visit a while back, Zoe, right? Remember what happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, after the the first surgery that I had, so for all those who don't know, I had a hip injury, so I had hip surgery. 
in June 2016 for a labral tear, hip impingement, and bone spurs. Um, and I saw Rich about six months after that, after I got cleared to start running again. And my running form was terrible, just terrible. And I was able to start running again pain-free, but the pain just kind of kept lingering in there. And it wasn't Rich's fault. It wasn't anything like that. I just still had a tear going on in my hip. So I had a second surgery this past June. So now Rich and I are just waiting for me to get in that baby bounce on his uh, treadmill (laughs) to take the load off my hip just so we can really get my mechanics down and my gait down and my form down. So then when I am ready to fully put that load back on my hip, I'm not going to be doing any more damage to it. Yep. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah, so I'm I'm very anxious to start that soon. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, can I can I throw you under the bus a little bit, Faye? How I found you? Yep. <laughs> so Faye comes in, and you know, I'm I'm just gonna lay it out there. She she we got a hold of me, and you know, she was really bugging with her IT band and having some problems and getting really nervous. You know, going into the new season and not able to get out there and do the work she's accustomed to doing. And I said, look, just come to the clinic. Let's get a look at you. And, you know, we, we put her up someplace where I could keep her close and mess around with her a little bit. And uh, it didn't take but five minutes to identify some of the things she was doing wrong. And when we started correcting them, she's a great study. She got right on top of it. And in a matter of, oh, geez, probably within an hour, had her running like a gazelle. And a little taping procedure and a uh, little bit of uh, floss and a little work to kind of abate some of the inflammation she had and then put her to, to, on top of some good running mechanics and she was killing it and she kept looking back to see when the problem was going to arise and you know the, the the thing never reared its ugly head and uh well you you and yancy were bombing down that mountain at about it what was it like uh it was a sub- yeah like a four thirty or so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah you know, I mean, being able to, and that was like a two and a half mile downhill on trail. And yeah. anybody that's jacked up their IT band before knows that downhill running is murder on your IT band. And she was able to pull that off. And, and uh, the comment that Yancey was making to, I think he was talking to uh, Ben, he said that his feet were hot. <laughs> he burned his feet up on the way down the hill because just flying down the mountain. And you came away from that without pretty much, you know, any issue at all, too. Yeah. No, it, it's good. I think I think what I've learned, learned the most is a lot of people are gearing towards, you know, with treatment and stuff with injuries is they want to do the stuff that that feels like it's working, like that, like all the massages and and this like really aggressive treatment and stuff that you're just kind of like, oh, it, it, this is this active release therapy is and this cupping it's hurting and, and it feels like it's doing something. And, and so you kind of feel like, Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, I must be doing better because, because I'm getting my ass kicked in terms of, um, you know, any sort of manual therapy. Um, and then a lot of people have been running like myself for a long period of time, you kind of get stubborn. You're like, Oh, you're going to have someone really change my gait. Like I've been doing this for so many years, this changing my gait is going to take, um, years and years and years to change it the way you want it. But it's, it's not so much like that. It, these were like very minor changes that I was able to make, you know, within a few minutes of being on the treadmill and it, and it made all the difference. And um, yeah, it's interesting to just sort of think about, I mean, in any other sport, you think about being efficient, being efficient. 
and running's kind of a little bit different because everyone doesn't think so much about efficiencies. They just think about having a bigger engine and, and having stronger muscles and a higher VO2 max. And um, it, it's just nice knowing you can tweak something that's kind of going to give you this free speed that doesn't actually require a whole bunch of training and a whole bunch of additional hours in the gym and a whole bunch of additional, additional work. Um, so that, that was really exciting. And um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm feeling like uh um, as much as I, even though I've been running for, I don't know, like a couple decades now, since I was probably eight years old, um, I wasn't overwhelmed with, with a little minor tweak in my stride. And, um, if it can get me running well into my 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, I'll, uh, Let's I'll, not make get crazy. Little, I'll, make the, I'll make the frustrating changes now, but, uh, well, you know, to your point, it, it is true. This, like a lot of the more seasoned runners are so convinced that, you know, they've, they've got it dialed. They've been doing it forever. And the, the analogy I like to use is that uh, people are comfortable with the devil they know versus the, the devil they don't. So let's say, for example, in your case, if you typically would end up with some kind of nagging IT band issue, for example, and there's a point in the road where your volume gets to a place where this type of thing starts to show up. And I've, I've belabored this point many, many times on this show, but your strength, just your strength to weight ratio basically was just overcome. You got to a place where the volume and the intensity was greater than you're able to support in that fashion. And it could be just this little thing you're doing, but you're strong enough to get through it. And so one day you're, you have this pain and maybe it's getting to be annoying and the it, it's like a week, so you, you back off. You just lay off of it for a week, and then you start feeling better because it's starting to heal because you're not insulting it anymore. And then you come back and do it again, and then you start ramping up your volume. But the problem is in, in a training season, if you're having to yeah. give up a week here, a week there, a week here, a week there, you're really losing a lot of traction in your training program. And mm -hmm. especially leading up to a race. Let's say, you know, and I'm sure you've been there where – you're looking at a race that's an A race for you, and a week out, you're starting to have some problems, and you're starting to get nervous about your performance, right? Yeah. And and so having the confidence that everything is going in to an event, full guns blaring, confident that you're able to pull this off without any issue, that's really a big deal. And, and I think that these little, in your case, there was some little adjustments, like you said, that that these little adjustments make a big, big difference in the way you're making ground contact and the force production you're, you're able to produce. And uh, then now the other, the new trick, which is going to be the hardest thing for you, I think, is to get you to marry up with uh, these heart rate particular zones that we've uh, provided you with, which I think is going to make a big, big difference for you too. You're going to find that your sustainable paces are going to improve. You're not going to blow up as, as early as you might. And it's gonna it's gonna be a big deal. It's gonna it's gonna be one of those sneaky tricks that comes up on, on you, and you're not gonna know. You're gonna like, wow, I can't believe that I'm able to do this. I didn't didn't used to be able to do that before, and I, and I get this a lot. So I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this this year, Faye. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. And then Zoe's like, she's over there biting her finger, going, "I want to play. Can I play?" I know, I know. I'm laughing because Faye sounded like excited but scared at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, but scared. Yeah. 
yeah. Well, I figured out I figured out how to negotiate the deal with her. I just have to give her cheap wine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a couple of glasses of cheap wine, and she, she'll wake up tomorrow and she'll just see this document on the side of her bed. What it'll say: um, If you ever have a kid, it has to cut, <laughs> it has to cut Richard's grass. Faye's gonna walk <laughs> Take into out the, the secret lab, and he's just gonna have a bottle of wine waiting for her. <laughs> yeah, oh man. So, what was the highlight of the weekend? You think? Anybody got an opinion? I mean, both of you, this is like your first time doing it. What was the highlight of the weekend? Um, oh, there's so many. I mean, I just liked, I liked the community. I liked seeing, I'm just, every time I go to around the OCR community, I just, I feel like so inspired. The, the motivation that everyone has and just the eagerness to get better. Um, I mean, when you were talking, Richard, everyone was paying so much attention and everyone had, you know, if someone didn't understand something, they're just like really well thought out questions. And I think we all learned a lot. So it was just kind of just the learning from the weekend, I think, think was my highlight. And yeah, just, just seeing everyone sort of change their running gate when we were doing all the testing in the park and, and doing that. Um, we did like a really fun OCR circuit that Yancey came up with, which was awesome. Um, and he gave, Yancey was awesome because he gave us some ideas um, about exercises, you know, you can do without equipment, without a gym membership when you're on vacation, when you're just, and kind of gave people, you know, if you don't have time to get to a gym or you can't hire a coach or you can't do this stuff that you could kind of make up on your own. So I'm excited to see what all these athletes are going to, you know, go set up these obstacle courses in their backyard and, and find out these loops in the woods and be using the resistance bands here and there. So it just gave a lot of people, I think, some good ideas of stuff they could incorporate into their season without having to, you know, make a huge, uh, you know, time and money investment, which is, uh, which is kind of what the majority of people who don't have all day to train and who aren't doing this full time, I think really need and really, really liked. What was your thoughts though? You were around for the, uh, first bit. Yeah. I was going to say, I fully agree with everything Faye just said. The OCR community is so great. And it was, even though I had to pretty much sit on the sidelines, it was really fun seeing everyone just so eager to learn and to switch up their running form. And um, you could just see that they would light up the moment that they'd like get it in their brain. And it was really cool for me to just watch them, that light come on for them. And it was good for me too, because even though, you know, I wasn't actually doing the movements, I was hearing it. So just, you know, when I am going back to running again, I'll be, you know, Rich's voice will be in my head. <laughs> but Oh, the metronome. Yes, that, the metronome and Rich's voice are just going to be like in my brain. <laughs> but it was really fun just to be around that community because everyone's so supportive as well, where if, you know, someone needed help or it's the same thing on a race or on a course, if someone needed help, you know, someone was there to help them out. And it was cool for me to be a part of it, even though I wasn't running, but I loved just being there. It was so, one thing I've been thinking about a lot, is like, I mean, I've been running my whole life and I don't ever like think about what I'm doing when I'm running. It's kind of like, I don't know, I guess someone would think about who's been riding a bike their whole life. You just, it just sort of happens. And it was amazing when Richie analyzed my stride to think about all the little ways I've been, um, 
losing energy or I've been doing these movements that are not going towards like forward movement and just losing energy here, losing energy there, whether it's my wrist pointing out, my leg not extending through, like all all these different things that kind of got me thinking like, holy smokes, running is actually like a skill. It actually requires a decent amount of coordination. And it's actually something now that I actually, when I'm starting to run, I'm actually having to like consciously think about and it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a little bit intimidating. Um, you know, I'm going to go for a run with Heather's coming over here soon, Heather Golnick. And like, I'm like, Heather, I don't even know if we can be talking on this run. Like, that's <laughs> I'm going to need to be focusing because I've just been opened up to this whole new world of the proper way to run. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit overwhelmed because I just want to yip yap and have a good time and chat with my friends while I'm running. But it's like, I'm not even that coordinated enough to do that yet when I'm like consider myself a high level runner. So it really got me thinking these people that are new time runners and that haven't been doing this their whole life or when I'm seeing someone on the street that has a wonky run, I kind of like get it. I'm like, you look like you have a wonky run, but I understand because it is a more complicated skill that I've been giving credit to for the last, you know, however many years I've been running. So it's very interesting. Yeah, and I got to tell you the 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 things that you guys just talked about. It's like this moment when you see this group of people that were really having a hard time with it initially, not even knowing they were having a hard time with it initially. That we 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 tune them up and we get them into this place where uh, well, we had what 35 people running down a trail and I think 32, I mean to be honest, I'd say 32 of the 35 were nailing it. And they, you know, completely changed the way they move. And towards the end of the day, going through the little obstacle course thing that Yancey had set up, uh, doing the running on the trail for that matter, everybody was running significantly better, cleaner, smoother runners out of just having been exposed to a little bit of education that they absorbed. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, you guys going up that mountain, I'm looking at it on the on the switchback trails. Everybody looked really good, and I don't know uh, if they have a chance to you know get outside themselves and just kind of perceive what it looks like or what it feels like. That's why I'm always asking, what does it feel better? Does how do you do you feel like you're more efficient in the way you're moving? And sometimes people have to think about it a little bit because in the beginning, and I said it, it always feels weird. You know, it's like I tell people if it doesn't feel weird odds are you're not doing it right because weird <laughs> suggests that there's something changing and you need to change, right? You do the same thing over and over again, you're not going to correct anything. Anyway, the short story is I love doing it because, again, everywhere I go, I, I, I feel this sense of accomplishment when I see the group kind of pulling it together. And then I get these messages and emails throughout the year from these people telling me about the PRs they've been setting and how the knee, the knee issue or this injury or that injury is gone and that they're having a good time with it. And to me, that you can't even quantify the value in that outcome, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that, that must be a great feeling, actually, as a coach, just to know that you've kind of changed someone's life in some way. I can't even imagine how that really feels. But Faye, you, you coach as well, so I think you can kind of relate to that to some extent. Yeah, I coach, but you know, it's hard because I, I mean, I do online coaching and, uh, so I don't see my athletes. Um, so it, it's hard. I mean, I, I 
I'm partnered with an Olympic athlete and um, 5,000 meter runner who runs a 1506. Jessica O'Connell, you guys got to look her up. She's crazy. Anyways, I partnered with her and, but you know, we can't see our clients. So, so we're giving them workouts and stuff like that. But I mean, we don't want to hurt them. So yeah. any of our grit coaching clients, like if you guys have the opportunity, please go to one of Richard's clinics, please um, learn how to run properly so that Jessica and I don't feel so scared to give you some badass workouts that we do because we want to give you guys these workouts, but we can't always trust that you're running properly. And, and we're seeing a lot of um, IT band issues with a lot of our clients. And, and um, yeah, I would, I would love for them to go, to go to Richard's uh, clinic. And speaking of Richard's clinic, uh, you have one in Canada too coming up. So all my Canadian friends um, should go check that one out. Do you know when that one is Richard yet? That's actually, that's going to be, I think it's the second week in March in British Columbia. We're going to go, we, uh, we arranged to put this on with uh, Allison Ty. That's her neck of the woods, and she's been gracious enough to invite us out there, and she's pretty pumped up about it. So I'm looking forward to that. I really want to go to British Columbia. I've never been there before, and uh, I'm going to learn how to speak Canadian when I'm up there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, say hi to Allison. Allison is – I don't if, – if someone doesn't like Allison, they've got a real problem. She's probably one of the coolest, nicest chicks I know, so – so yeah, so yeah, just it it's important. It's it's worth it to go check out your running mechanics. I've never done it before except for this weekend and it's shocking to me as someone who's ran her whole life and never actually looked at the actual I mean in every sport you have skill, skill development and for some reason I just thought skill development maybe didn't exist in running because I didn't really think of it as a skill. I thought it was just like it's just like walking but going a lot faster. <laughs> But um, no, it's important, and and at this level in OCR, you need every little, um, every little advantage and every little inch that you can get on your competitors. Because I mean, we're not—it's not a new sport anywhere where people are winning by five, five minutes in in the elite heat anymore. We're coming down to well, in, two, in mine and Lindsay's case, and a couple of years ago, we're coming down to fractions of a second. So uh, you know, maybe if I was up on my toes a bit more on that last hundred meters, Richard. I would have got Lindsay, but uh, we're going to own her. She's a sweetheart. No, it's, it's a, she's a sweetheart, but we, we got to own her. I got to, I'm just going to say it right up front. We're going we're gonna to have to own her. <laughs> I'm going to be, yeah. I'm going to be pissed off if you don't own her. Maybe, maybe, maybe I hope, well, I wonder if she's listening to this, but <laughs> Richard, maybe you could, uh, you know, change your, just like kind of fake that like heel striking is the way to go. You come get her to go to one of your clinics and just like rave about heel striking and, no. and force production. It's way, it's way greater when you heel strike, less injuries. Um, yeah. You know what? We, 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 once upon a time, we, we joked about having these, these you know, those body uh, temporary tattoos. We're going to have these like happy faces that you tattoo on your back that said you just got smoked by uh, a client of DHP or something like that. Very yeah. cool. So they got to see it. You know, I see that you're running and all of a sudden you see this little happy face on somebody's back that's like, it's yeah. kind, kind of like Sia, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because that happens. It should almost be like a, it should be like a hand waving emoji where it's like, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you in a few minutes at the finish line. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I'm just telling you, and by the way, a lot of people, I've, I've kind of got this, this sense that some people get nervous that they're not worthy. They feel like, eh, you know, I'm not that invested in, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to win. I'm not looking to win a race. So I don't know whether I should do something like this. And, and I've made the, the comment at the clinic that people think that clinic, okay, that's like getting a shot. I'm going to go to the doctors. That's never any fun, you know, uh, where if you say, hey, we're going to go to this race. Oh, yeah, everybody gets excited about it because that's clearly a lot of fun. And you've done it before. You know what to expect. And your friends are going to be there and blah, blah, blah. But these clinics rock. We have so much fun at these clinics. Sure, there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of lectures and there's a lot of technical stuff going on. But all threaded through that's a lot of good fun. And it was unfortunate, Faye, that you had to catch that train because, well, maybe, I know. maybe it was fortunate because we, we threw a serious beat down on the beach. And the I know. I saw those pictures. I, I was just I was sitting on the train, and I haven't carried a bucket or anything heavy in, in a while. And, uh, man, I was craving that. I was kind of a little bit angry on the train and stuffing myself with chocolate. Yeah, that, <laughs> sand dune, that sand dune, I don't know. It's probably a 40% grade, about 100 yards straight up. And we were giving people buckets to fill with sand. And we were giving them those slam balls that we got from Power Systems and those heavy pancakes and doing relays up and down that sand dune. I don't know for how long. People were torched. Like, they're, like, laying around in the sand. And I'm screaming at them to get up. And then they thought it was done. And then we took them down on the beach, and then we beat them some more. Uh, we had them doing, like, um, burpees. I was calling them sugar cookies. They're doing burpees in the sand, run in the ocean, dive in the ocean, got to get completely submerged, come back out, more burpees, um, prisoner squat jumps to burpees, push-ups. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad I didn't come. I'm I don't telling you. cold water. I was going to think the same thing. I'm like, I'm happy I wasn't invited to this. <laughs> oh. I do not do cold water. I have a strict, I'm not getting into cold water unless it's in a race. People practice that cold water submerging like before Tahoe to get used to it and all this stuff. I've, I never touched, I never put my even big toe in a body of cold water unless it's in a race. I couldn't get you away from that little personal heater. It was 80 degrees and you've got the heater in front of you all day long with a blanket. I know, I know. Although, I think that now that I'm going to be in San Diego, and I don't know where I'll be after San Diego, but um, I might have to, because I'm going to be living in warmer clients, I might actually have to try and find some ways to, to get comfortable instead of just relying off the Canadian cold to make me tough. My dad seems to, my dad's a little bit worried about me this year. I think that he thinks that me moving away from Canada and coming and spending so much time in California is going to make me soft. So, um, yeah, he thinks all the Canadians are going to, Lindsay Webster's going to maybe even have a bigger gap on me this year because she's going to stay tough and Canadian. No. And I'm going to turn into soft. No, no, no. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let, let me just tell you something. You get around here, you hang out here in this neck of the woods, there ain't going to be no soft going on. You're going to be trying to go back to Canada so you could take a break. <laughs> there ain't going to be no breaks around here. 
<laughs> There's no breaks, but we will have amazing weather. So. Yes, you will. You'll have a you'll have oh, a you'll have a cool place to to relax and chill after the beatdown. You know, as opposed okay. to you know, trust me. Okay, I like that. It's just a I different like flavor. You know. Yes. And and if you haven't asked Hunter, he comes over to my house with his tail tucked between his legs, you know, nervous about what's going to happen next. And then he already I know. he starts the conversation by trying to tell me about well you know I don't really have a lot of time but I, you know I'm like yeah yes you do you're just trying to yeah. <laughs> anyway well cool so uh, what's the what's the first race for you Faye um assuming this is under control this little it band thing it is. which I I really think it is Richard I'm really feeling good this week. Well, today, feeling like I got out of bed on the right side of the bed, and I think you might have. I, I'm 80, 87% sure you've cured me. Anyways, <laughs> I'm thinking San Jose. San Jose seems so close. It's like six weeks now, isn't it? Two months. Yeah, it's Two coming months up. It's coming up. There's Chino. Yeah. Chino's coming up at the end of the month, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's uh, San Jose's the first. Is that a is that one of the uh, NBC races? Yeah. You know what my goal is this year? I want to race six months a year. None of this not this not racing nine months a year is insane. I mean, I I really think that racing nine months is what caused this IT band thing. It's just too many races, and I, I'd like to just have a focus six months a year. Um, and yeah, and then focus for six months of the year on racing, focus on another six months of, of coaching some of my athletes. But, um, I mean, if I keep racing nine months a year after year after year, I'm just worried. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, not Implode. make it. You're going to break down. I'm going to break down. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, I, I've said it a million times and most of the people that I work with that are racing competitively. I tell them, if you don't feel in your heart of hearts that you've got an honest-to-God shot at winning the race that you're setting out to, to compete in, you're not prepared. You're just not prepared. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in going into it with the attitude, well, you know, so-and-so is going to be there. You know, I could probably, at least I'm going to pull out a third or whatever, a podium. No, no. That means you're not prepared. I want you to go into a race with the intent to win that race, that you're going to win. In your mind, you're thinking, I own this race. And the reason you feel that way is because you're prepared. You're not coming off some quasi-injury. You're kind of there. You're not quite there. You know, All my athletes, everybody that I work with, I don't want them to give me this, well, you know, I, you know, I'm really not, you know, that, and, and I don't want to hear that. I mean, it's like, I want to slap them when they start coming out with that tone. It's like, you yeah. go in, you go into this thing with the attitude that you're going to win. You know, maybe it's your yeah. age group. Maybe you're just going to PR. Winning could be just, you know, busting the last uh, time that you had at the event. But um, I just think if you're not prepared, you're, you shouldn't be there. And I agree. And I think aside from that, um, being prepared and, and being rested and being hungry. And I, I feel like, and I, I don't know if I may be just weak or what's going on, but I don't have nine months of fight in me, like of high intensity cutthroat fight. 
Um, and I found that out last year and, uh, I think I've got six months in me, but, um, this nine months of competing at this level, it's very, very hard. And I'm going to just try and do a better job of in a shorter timeline this year and hoping that that, uh, that allows me to, to, uh, you know, just to have, have more intensity instead of it being so long. I mean, it was so hard. I had to race after I had to race because uh, of my contract. I had to race after world championships and do a few more races. And I remember being in the hotel for the Sacramento race and I was really sad. Like I, I just, there is not one ounce of me that wanted to rate to race. This was in November or whatever. And it's, it's hard coming off that hype of world championships and having to keep going. And I just think this year I'm, I'm hopefully going to just be able to, to leave world championships really happy and really settled and hopefully not have a contract that makes me do all these races and, um, and be able to take care of injuries after worlds and, and rest and really get geared up for the next year. Cause it's just starting to compound and compound and compound. And I don't know if I'm sounding like a cry baby right no, you're now. Not. I think, I think it's a smart and very thought out process. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think any of these athletes that are going to try to hammer out nine months worth of competition is doing the right thing. I think it's a really bad idea because without name dropping, I know some athletes in the sport that have been caught up in that that are jacked up. And yeah. You know who I'm talking Well, not specifically who I'm talking about, but you know that there's a handful of people out there that top-level athletes that are on the edge of disaster. Every time yeah. they, they go out there, they are risking the end of their career. And yeah. I think it's just stupid to allow anybody to dictate to you when is the right time or the wrong time for you to race. Yeah. The, the sponsors want you to be out there and whatever. I get that. But I, I don't think I want to be in a relationship with any business that doesn't have my health and my best interest at heart at the end of the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, that's kind of where I'd like us to work together, Richard, is, you know, so you're a hard ass. I like that you give it to me straight (laughs) and clear. And um, there's no wish washing with you. You're, you know, you you tell it how it is and you, you, you tell it how science is too. And I think that's really important when you're dealing with really stubborn athletes who are going to always try and push the envelope and are always looking for the answer that they want to hear instead of the answer that you're going to give them. Um, so, so yeah, I'm excited to maybe have you look over my, my season plan and, and figure out some things. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the hard part in dealing with stubborn athletes like yourself is that it makes me drink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, so I'm going to be drinking the cheap, the cheap wine. That no, 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 I, no, 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 no. You got to bring your game up in that department too. If you're going to drink wine, you got to drink good wine. You're in California now. You're not in Canada anymore. Okay, we have good wine in California. This, this stuff, that that's swill, very true. That Molson's beer, you know, Moosehead or whatever it is, you guys drink up there. Forget about it. We're not doing that here. All right, deal. <laughs> Deal, deal, deal. Uh, Less races, more quality wine. There you go. Less heel striking. You know, that could be the... More stability. We got got lots of goals for That could be the trigger right there. You're going to be going, you know, ever since I've been drinking the good wine, I don't seem to be as sore as I used to be. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, no. <laughs> That's the secret yeah. potion right there is the good wine. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I tell you. And scotch, incidentally. Good wine and scotch. Hey, so, there's lots of good beer in California too, so don't forget the beer. Yeah, I know. There's. Well, there's I know, I know. Zoe, you gotta come down. North I know. Park, I will. In North Park, it's got these breweries. I know. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a place here. It's a VRBO <laughs> that I rented for three months, and I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on Richard's your podcast. I'm gonna have everyone knocking on my door, but uh, <laughs> you know, anyone? I've got it. Sleep six people. It's just me. Anyone wants to come down? My only uh, prerequisites are um, you got to like to drink a little bit of wine or beer. You got to be able to run. So, well, no, except for Zoe, because Zoe's just going to cross train. I'm like, me. I'm like, cool. I'm like, I'm like that one case. <laughs> You're that one case. You're an exception. You're an exception. You'll make, you'll make up for it in a drink. Exactly. And, uh, and just have a good time. But yeah. Um, well, listen, just so you know, and I, I know Zoe knows because I saw a picture of her in the place. There's, there's a, there's a brewery. A mile from my door. It's really good. Institution it has really good beer. is right there. Yeah. It's yeah. Right. By, by the way, Zoe, the guy that owns that place is my next door neighbor. Really? Yes. How He needs to hook me up with some beer then. You know, the, the, the son of a bitch, let me just go ahead and get out there and say that. <laughs> He's been living next door to me for two years. And you think when you, you know, your next door neighbor shows up to your brewery. You'd think, hey, you know, give him that table that, you know, we got that table in the corner for him special. Make sure he gets that really good stuff that's, you know, we just came up. No, they don't even say hello when I walk in there. I don't know. Maybe it's something I did. I, I don't know. But, I mean, we don't want to rule well, maybe, that out. I mean, I'm sure. Maybe maybe in that case, when I go in there, I won't say that I know you. No, no. They might, they might spit in your beer. Who knows? I don't know. I think, you know, I think the guy doesn't like my dog is what it is. I don't know. <laughs> your dog really <laughs> yeah 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 but anyway you know, i'm sure i'm gonna blame my dog i'm sure it was me <laughs> I, I did something to piss the guy i know off. i'm like i've met your dog i don't think it was your dog <laughs> no. well listen girls this has been a lot of fun zoe i'm i'm glad to have you on board and uh we're gonna see a lot more of you and, or hear a lot more i mean yeah yeah hear a lot more we we retired we retired sean He's gone off to Texas to continue his, his career with Ford Motor Company, and uh, we're going to miss him, but we're replacing him with Zoe Suspligishnekic. Oh, so that one was even better. I liked that one better. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna wear you out with it until you finally just say, look, this is, break it down, Richard. This is how you pronounce it. I just, I'm keeping that last name a secret because everyone in OCR wants to know how to pronounce my last name and that's no fun for me. So I'm just keeping it, you know, I'm keeping it interesting. <laughs> this, gonna, okay, let me try to do it for real, okay? And just okay. Give, give me close, you nailed it, or you're not even close, right? All right, all right, all right. Zispinic. Uh, a little bit towards the end, but the beginning, no. Zispinic. <laughs> Suspinic. Scissor panic. Scissor panic. Actually, you're getting further and further away, but maybe, maybe one day I'll share with everyone how to say it. Schlick There you go. That's better. I like that one better. Watch this. Watch this. Standing. That was perfect. I know. See? I can speak Canadian. <laughs> Gosh, you're so good. And then you even pronounce the Z's right with the Z. Yeah. 
Zed Spinnick. <laughs> all, right. all right, guys. So, uh, all right. Faye, uh, I will be seeing you soon. Zoe, probably seeing you sooner. Yeah. And thanks a lot for coming on, guys. All right. Thanks for yeah, having us. Thanks. It's fun. I'm going to go uh, get right back to my heel striking right now, Richard, because you're not here keeping an eye on me. But, Bitch, uh, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you'll be. You'll be seeing me soon because I want to test out that baby bounce. Yes. 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 Right. Yes, yes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, girls. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for Bye. being on. Bye. See you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network, drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.